book of Luke, chapter 16, verses 1 through 13. He also said to the disciples, There was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions. And he called him and said to him, What is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do, since my master is taking the management away from me? I am not strong enough to dig, and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So, summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, How much do you owe my master? He said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? He said, A hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, Take your bill and write eighty. The master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. One who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much. If then you have not been found faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Two thoughts to leave you with today. The first is spend money and make friends. The steward acted shrewdly by reducing or maybe refinancing all the debtor's loans, probably giving up his own personal profits. We know that many tax collectors back then were unrighteous and were hated for overcharging and keeping the extra for themselves. Although Christians may not be as financially cunning as worldly businessmen, Jesus says that we should use our money to make friends rather than hoarding our wealth. As we love others and build relationships, we are doing kingdom things and laying up eternal treasures. Jesus wants us to be generous and help our neighbors and our church family. He goes on to say that you must be trustworthy in even the little things to be entrusted with bigger things. Trustworthy in handling your money and in managing the property of others. This is right living and walking in obedience to God. If we are selfish with our money and material possessions, they are idols of the heart. And God knows. He knows what things we truly value and in what ways we are unwilling to share sacrificially with others. What people highly value is detestable in God's sight. What things do we really value? The second thought is on that part of the passage. If then you have not been faithful in the unrighteous wealth, who will entrust to you the true riches? This parable is one of the most intriguing with the master's commendation of the servant's shrewdness. However, the key point of this passage, Jim Elliot famously summarizes in his journal entry, one of the great blessings of heaven is the appreciation of heaven on earth. He is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain that which he cannot lose. When it shall fail, they receive you into everlasting habitations. We, like the shrewd servant, should realize that all we have in this world is passing away. 
At the appointed day of our death, we will leave this world and all that we have acquired during our life. You can't take it with you. Jesus challenges us to be shrewd and use the brief time we have here and the resources that our Master provides to prepare for eternity. So how are you being generous for the King and Kingdom? Also notice that your faithfulness as a steward of God's financial resources is considered a first step towards God entrusting you with truly precious things. It's funny, we think that financial riches are the sign of God's trust and blessing, but they are really the least important. They are the simple test he gives us to decide if he can give us what is really important to steward. Hold loosely to the things of this world. God will continue to give what you need and in abundance, so you can give generously to multiply thanksgivings to God.